Man. Don't don't they know how much sex happens at summer camps yeah. though? They do put queer people in camps. It's called it's it's called yeah. theater camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's called band. Wait, camp. I'm sorry, I thought you people loved camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. I saw the All I hear gala. Is you guys this. love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, that's why, like, the boy in striped pajamas, people see the title and they think it's a sad Holocaust thing, but no, it's just about a gay guy who really likes pajamas. Yeah, what's wrong with sleepovers? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. It's a, you really it's a couple of bananas that hang out and they sing songs. They're coming down the stairs. And they're coming down the is stairs. It, is it wrong that I want to keep all of this? <laughs> Pride Month is over. It's time to get back to business. That's right. Pride Month is over. I'm done sucking dick. That's right. Instead, we're going to be talking about something else that you can suck down. The sweet, sweet, sweet drugs of all sorts and types. Be they benzodiazepine, be they fentanyl, or be they the greatest drug of all, electoralism. Not even once. True. Do you know what? I, I should, I'll let our listeners know before we started recording. I partook. I did... Probably the most healing and meditative drug that one can do, uh, yeah. which is I had exactly one PBR before we started recording. Oh, uh, yes. And I'm, I'm feeling like my chakras are aligned. I'm feeling zen. I'm feeling grounded. I'm feeling ready for what the, the day brings us. I hear PBR is similar to like Trappist beer in that like only monks make it and it comes right from the chapel and they fundraise for Milwaukeeans everywhere. Man, if they had... PBR in Naruto, that kid would have fucked up everybody like 300 <laughs> episodes faster than he actually did. Like, that would have solved They the had PBR arc. in Dragon Ball Z? Oh my god. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. Like, you got to align your chakras, and if Dean is to be believed, and he is a white man, so I do need to believe him, then yes, like, PBR would have been essentially the ultimate fuel for ninjas all around the world. The the kid from One Piece could listen to like Whitney and have a waxed mustache, uh, and all of that PBR cred would allow him to become the pirate king very easily. His name is Luffy. I remember. I was going to ask you if you knew his name. Please, Monkey do. D. Luffy. Yeah. Please don't cite anime unless you can tell me at least one story arc, because I will get upset at you. And that's, he stretches his That's not head. a story arc. He stretches his head down and he sucks himself off. Okay, that is a story yeah, arc. They, that's that, a lucky that guess. takes about 15 episodes to yeah. accomplish. Okay, lucky guess. So, sometimes they yeah. call him the one punch man. <laughs> yeah. You know, Luffy, right. he, Luffy can also do like Goatsy, but like across the bow of the ship. Like he can stretch his asshole <laughs> to such an absurd degree. That's, I always thought that uh, about one Jake piece, the Dog. Great show. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Adventure Time. Oh my God! Could you imagine if a white woman got her hands on Jake the dog? Yeah. Jake the dog really does. We do need to protect him. He's like in multiverses. He's the most popular character, but only with female players. Going speed dating and being like, "So, what's your type?" And she turns around. And she's like, "Yeah, Jake the dog type." You know, that's my. Kind what was it today? Kind of I was just thinking. I was like, anybody who watched Steven Universe should be on like a watch list. Because I, I don't know what it was. I don't know why I'm like really mean towards Steven Universe, but I see that show and it infuriates me. And I think it's because of the people that enjoy it. It brings up the bully in me. This is the most transphobic thing you've ever said. Is it a yeah, trans it really show? Is. It's a trans show. Oh, I'm just thinking of like the like Tumblr kids who I despise. No, it's well, like you know, it's those like, are two intersected circles. Well, what's Steven Universe's deal? Is he trans? I thought he was just like a fat kid. He's just like a fat kid, but he's got like three gay ants. Um, yeah. And like there are like also trans ants. What? Uh, his dad's and like anyone, a loser. He's got gay voice, so you know he's fucked yes. up. Yes. 
Well, that's I, just I, he's I just a child. <laughs> well, you can have children. <laughs> no, that don't yeah, like yeah, that. no, like, e- e- yeah. like uh, this is not my joke, but like every boy, like before he turns fourteen, is gay. How do you know? Are you speaking from yeah, experience? How did you, figure, how'd you find that out, Dean? Yeah. Dean, Texas. <laughs> Careful. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a John Mulaney joke, so take, do with that what you yeah, will. Yeah, that guy's transphobic, so he would know. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. That's awesome. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're trans and you like Steven Universe, you're okay. If you're cis and het especially and you like Steven Universe, I am going to hit you with my car. Yeah, th- this is not a co- podcast for allies. You <laughs> yeah. get yeah. It's like, We do yeah, not allies. sit our white asses down and listen. I'm drawing here. the line in the sand. If you're over 30, if you like yep. Steven Universe, <laughs> if you're a white woman. Yeah. that's And you like Jake. The anybody Dog, else? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. You know, <laughs> Adventure Time, I, I, I have at least a little bit of slack for it because Lemon Grab has a funny voice. He does have a funny voice. Cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, when you, you get me into the mood, once I'm hooting and hollering, I sound like Lemon Grab. Every time I thrust, I just, I make the Lemon Grab scream. And, uh, you know, representation is important. Those are your sex <laughs> Whenever I have a sexual encounter, I also do tell the woman 1,000 years dungeon. That's right. <laughs> So, going back to drugs. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, drugs. It, it's kind of it, it's your choice, guys. Do you want to hear about benzodiazepines? Do you want to take benzos? Do you want to take fentanyl first? We did fent two weeks ago. I I want something harder. Okay, benzodiazepines. As we know, uh, one of the most beloved and long running uh, recurring characters on this show is uh, the Dark Wizard of the intellectual psychi- psychiatric world himself, uh, Mr. Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. And uh, he yeah. has been making waves lately, as he is wont to do, on the old Twitter.com for, and this is going to surprise you, being extremely transphobic. And not like in the I hate no! Steven Universe way, in the I hate trans people way. There's a very oh, fine no. distinction that's drawn He's playing there. the hits. Yeah. Not only is he playing the hits, like this is, you know, this isn't like a, a superstar in residency at Las Vegas where they're just playing the greatest hits from 40 years ago. He is evolving and he's I transforming see. into he's doing some experimental lo-fi shit. He's like he's Neil Young in the 80s. Yeah, he's just making completely unlistenable shit with a shaky, whiny voice. But unlike Neil <laughs> Young, who's cool, Jordan Peterson is just dedicated to, right now, waging this insane war on Elliot Page. He is fixated on Elliot Page. I was waiting for you to say trans people, but it's not even trans people. It is specifically Elliot Page. I mean, it moment. is trans people, but the no, easiest, most high-profile target right now is Elliot Page. Uh, if you were lucky enough to not see this tweet like a week and a half ago at this point now, and we're recording this in early July, 2022, uh, Jordan Peterson put out this like insanely just unhinged tweet about, you know, how Elliot page isn't a man. And if, if they were the proper gender, it's like, why did it matter if they had their breasts reduced? Oh, what type of breasts were those? Like, it was just him being like, look, I'm not going to call them Elliot page. I'm not going to affirm that they are a man. I have this one rigid view of them, and to make me think otherwise is, you know, blah, 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 blah. I really don't even want to read the tweet itself because it's just very, very horrible. But what you need to know is that everybody was like, this is fucked up. It was encouraged that you report it for, you know, uh, spreading hate speech, targeted harassment, you know, using dead names. And I did, as many other people did, and the tweet was taken down. Now, Jordan Peterson was not given, like, an indefinite suspension for this. It's literally just one of those things where if you take the tweet down, you can go back on Twitter. But much like his uh, intellectual contemporary, the Babylon Bee, he refused to remove this transphobic tweet. And as such, he is in Twitter jail indefinitely. Which is honestly, that's a better way to go. Oh, 100%. Like, (laughs) it's a much better way to go because otherwise, like... I don't know. It wouldn't have been as silly. This is so silly and goofy. And like, whereas if he was actually banned from the website, like barred from it for a tweet that he made, he could like spin it around as if he's a martyr. But now his efforts to spin it around as if he's a martyr has people like the Joe Rogan community being like, man, this guy's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's still going to 
you know, sell his Substack subscriptions and get his weird little martyrdom out of this. But the videos he's made since where he's like tripled down on it, where he's like, how is this hate speech? How is this threatening? And he, he calls like people sons of bitches. Like, it's cool. It's like, do you remember when Ted Cruz's wife, that disgusting little pig dog that she is, uh, was called ugly by Donald Trump? Yeah, yeah that was yeah, very yeah. funny. And Ted Cruz is like, don't you talk about Heidi? It's the same thing with Jordan Peterson. Like, it's exactly as menacing, but at least like Ted Cruz is kind of heavy set, whereas Jordan Peterson is like 105 pounds and looks like a simple breeze would kill him. So he's somehow less intimidating than Ted Cruz, but he's been waging this this war against, uh, you know, the woke left uh, trans people. And, uh, you know, it's just so sad to see because, Jordan, you should come on our show, buddy. If you really want to get your voice out there, if you really come, want to attack come on our the show critics, again, yeah, yeah, one of our earliest guests, yeah, that's right. Well, he actually like, yeah, physically was not with us, but he was able to apparate from the spirit realm. Uh, for those folks that haven't kept up with the Jordan Peterson lore, in like late 2020, <laughs> he just was like taken away to Siberia. At the height of his popularity, just disappears off the face of the earth. Yeah, with like no words other than being like, oh, he's being treated somewhere in like Siberia by his weird fucking daughter. So they took him to like some yeah, fucking, yeah. like ex-communist gulag like treatment facility where I theorize that they injected him with the black goo from the X-Files. It could also be a symbiote now that we've seen Venom and uh, Venom 2 let there be carnage. carnage we have a bit of a, yeah. a, a deeper understanding of symbiote lore so it's very possible that he was injected with a symbiote instead but either way he came back in like i want to say mid 2021 like that's when he that's when i remember him reappearing when we needed him the most he was there what i mean by that is when vaccines started to roll out he all of a sudden was able to be revived from the dead to talk about how it's tyranny to have to get them he was writing shitty opinion pieces for the national post yeah, we, we read one back in like December complaining about how the bank is woke. Like, so he's gotten a lot more direct with his rhetoric. Of course, it's not like doesn't make any sense and it's not <laughs> illuminating in the least. But it's like in the 90s and like early 2000s, even in like 2016, he was writing shit of like, oh, you must tame the, the many discordant dragons within you to bring your life into order. And now it's like, oh, Elliot Page. If you fucking touch your breasts again, I will kill you with a Bowie knife. And it's like, that's not far breasts. off from where he is now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the, I, I again, like I really, I don't follow a lot of him, but like he's sort of, he's lost that chaos dragon edge. Yeah. Like it used to be like really heady out there, like funny Indian nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That, like, like he's not talking about lobsters anymore as far he's just, no. he's, he's, you know, uninspired. That's the thing. And he he lost it when he got dunked on by Zizek in that debate. That's when the turning point was. Before that, he was like he was like early David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, like talking about starmen and and our yeah. hierarchies and the and the mythical being that is Westernization. You must be more like the spider from Mars. It pays no heed. As soon as he had that debate with Zizek, he got dunked on so hard. Everyone laughed at him. People who followed him so closely hated it. And then it just turned into like mega crowd people liking him because he tells it as it is. And then I'm just all of his original followers was. just fucking hated it. The Zizek debate? It was, like it was April 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. you remember? That was the day that the left finally defeated the right after that debate. And now we're yeah. we've been massively <laughs> successful ever since. Well, and I think, and I feel like in the run up to that, like I want to say like 2018 was maybe like the first real peak of Jordan Peterson where he, he started to like hit the, hit the fucking like lecture circuit and he was just everywhere. And then, yeah, like by the end of 2019, by the end of 2019, he was just like so fucked up on benzos and apple cider that he just <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> and then when he came back, like he truly fried his brain. The other theory I had is that he actually got COVID at some point because we know he's had it since because he's posted about it. But he got like COVID early on and he's got COVID brain and it just completely destroyed oh, any ability. He's got the brain fog. Yeah, yeah, like it destroyed his creativity. Like he can't be like, you know. Uh, femininity is much like a raccoon that you try to trap in the dumpster. <laughs> he has to just be like, look, I will kill every woman I meet. Because that's that's all he's got. Like, <laughs> in many ways, he and I are on opposite paths. Where I started 
that way. And I'm going to eventually curve off into yeah mysticism You're become poet laureate yeah but i'm gonna like focus on chuds whereas he started off as like this weird like mystic with a nine inch cock who just now is completely fallen into like the realm of the reactionary and i think it's because he doesn't have to hide it anymore like you can make money just by being way more direct in your rhetoric but it's oh, and, it's, and like, it's simply easier you know oh, like he doesn't easier. have to work nearly as hard no it's uh yeah, he doesn't have to play 5d you know, chess anymore yeah he was already a, a university professor which is one of the easiest jobs anyone can have (laughs) and he's like no this is too much work for me like a jungian psychology professor which is not even approaching anything methodical or real no and like like you literally sit up and you think about what you dreamt that day it's fucking sick dude he had an interview with dave rubin and dave rubin's like have you actually had any uh like gay clients who didn't want to be gay and he's like well no but he's still talking about how conversion therapy isn't something that should be outlawed but rather should be left up to the the discretion of the patient and their therapist i'm like nothing should be left up to your discretion jordan you were unable to like like digest a glass of apple cider it sent you to literally like the deep far eastern reaches of the planet where you got injected with alien jizz it's like i don't think i would trust you with anything the lad can't even eat vegetables i can't trust someone who can't eat vegetables no, he's on the all meat diet and it's it's killing him. He is dying. Like there's no way to look at it. His head has gotten bigger and his body has gotten smaller. Like I like to think he has three years left. It's probably not going to be the case. He'll be like Henry Kissinger and just live to be 130. But it, it certainly feels like his body is decaying now. My man has like one sip of angry orchard and then has to go seek out the the ancient Eastern traditional medicines that they have in Slovenia. <laughs> which includes mainly hitting you with a hammer instead like of having Tom like and Jerry a cyanide pill which he's going to take when he's captured by Antifa he just has like a shot glass of, of apple cider <laughs> don't make me You'll do never it make me alive. That's right. <laughs> you sons of bitches up yours woke moralists we'll see who cancels who I was going to say that the next time we hear about JP is easily going to be the time that he hops on with his daughter on OnlyFans. I promise. Oh, please. That's the next oh, logical step. He does have like a Hulk Hogan, Brooke Hogan relationship with his own daughter where it's like very yep. clear that he wants to have sex with her, but he's like trying to, you know, support whatever weird career aspirations she has. Like for Brooke Hogan, it was to be a singer and she recorded a song with Paul Wall. For Michaela Peterson, she wants to be like some kind of weird crypto fascist personal trainer and like lifestyle guru. But also and, a baddie. Well, yeah. I mean, that goes hand in hand. The amount of people I know that are like lifestyle, like fitness gurus and baddies, you know, it's it's the Venn diagram is just a circle. But it is uh, interesting, at least, that instead of, you know, most ven- most uh, wellness people being like, oh, you know, seeds, uh, seed oil, essential oils. It's just like, no, you have to eat like raw chicken liver 18 times a day to survive. Oh, 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 help me. Help me, Michaela. Uh, this is my terrible Peterson. Are you ready? Oh, no, help really me, good. Michaela. Uh, Daddy Peterson is stuck in a logical fallacy. <laughs> you have to fuck <laughs> me out of it. Frankly, it's ridiculous to imagine that a grown woman would be trapped in a laundry machine. <laughs> you are depriving yourself actively of agency. He's so glad that Michaela, after seeing all the news about Elliot Page, hasn't decided to co- chop off her own breasts. Oh. He would disown her. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of uh, Dave Rubin, did you guys, uh, are you caught up on the, the latest happenings with this story? I know that like, the last thing I heard about Dave Rubin devoid of Jordan Peterson is that Ben Shapiro basically just said that Dave Rubin and gay people shouldn't be parents, which I thought was very funny. Not that in general, but that he said it to Dave Rubin. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely half right there, you know, credit where credit is due. Yes. But no, the the latest Ruben news is that he also is banned from Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. He retweeted the a screenshot thing. of Jordan. Yeah, Peterson. A screenshot yeah. of Peterson's tweet uh, and also dead named Elliot Page uh and said like oh it's ridiculous that this got him banned and then they banned him for that which is so cool <laughs> that is that is great 
Dave, I was blocked by Dave like a, like years ago, so I, I don't really ever get a chance to see him. But like, he shouldn't be allowed on Twitter. You know that like meme he shouldn't be allowed in public. Yeah, like that that meme of the one parent who is like, "I'm going out to smoke. Can y'all watch my kids on like Facebook Live?" <laughs> like yeah. somebody needs to do that for Dave Rubin. This man should be supervised at all time because he is one of the dumbest people I've ever seen. Uh, my favorite Dave Rubin quote is just him saying like, "We're we're turning the the faucet of ideas onto hot." Which I think was that's, yeah, that's <laughs> so inspiring. enigmatic of everything that he represents. But yeah, but like great. it really it takes a special kind of you know just dog-brained, virulently hateful conservative pundit to make me cheer for the mods. I hate cheering for the mods, uh, and these people make me do it all the time. And you know what? The last time the Babylon Bee, who are also banned for a similar reason, you know when the last time they tweeted was. March 20th, 2022. They haven't removed their transphobic tweet and they just haven't been allowed back on Twitter since. And it's been such a nice period of time where I don't have to see Elon Musk share like a Babylon B article where it's like top 10 Democrats who are also stupid and him say something like, yo, this is savage as fuck. Like it, it's a hundred <laughs> years of peace and solitude for me. So yeah, that's, that's let's hope that continues. But yeah, uh, I just want to say uh, big ups to Elliot Page. Thank you so much for <laughs> without even doing anything yeah. just by existing, oh, yeah. like did not interact oh, yeah. with either of these people whatsoever. Got both of uh, number one pod enemies banned from Twitter. That's great. As a gift to you, I will not judge you for just being in shitty TV shows and not actually doing any movies. Oh, uh, fuck but off. Do a movie, folks. It's it's like acting in a TV show, but it means something, and I might watch it. Are you saying Elliot Page has never been in a movie? No, just no. I've not recently. recently. They uh, haven't been in any movies at all. It's all okay. That's Netflix that's TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard right. Candy was really good though. Hard Candy is a classic. That that's like all of our listeners should uh, watch Hard Candy, and you know it's it's good when movies inspire us. Anyways, uh, what do you guys <laughs> want to hear about next? Which which drug would you like to take? Would you like to take electoralism, or would you like to to get that sweet uh, earthy mellow high of fentanyl? So benzos was the gateway drug. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I I'll let Chance pick this time. I want I want an update. I want to hear about the Fent Boys. Okay, this is this is a good one. So this is an article that I read today, and I'm not going to read all of it, but there's some choice choice quotes. So a few weeks back, we talked about you know Officer Junior McChicken and his overreaction to fentanyl, and yes. uh, in that time since then, there's been a few articles coming out talking about oh like what can fentanyl actually do to you if you touch it like you know unarmed? And uh, <clears throat> there's a really good one that came out today conducted. Uh, by a man named Ryan Feldman, who wrote a full academic paper on this. And I'm just going to I'm going to start off with this and uh, we're going to go through this together. So Ryan Feldman was holding an IV bag when it happened. Something ripped when he pulled the line out and almost an entire bag with 950 milligrams of liquid inside doused his hand in fentanyl. I was a little annoyed at first, Feldman told me, but then I realized sometimes in science, an accident is an opportunity. Feldman realized he had an experiment on his hands, literally. He had seen a spate of stories in the news about police officers and other personnel <laughs> allegedly overdosing after merely touching fentanyl. The drug is an opiate 50 times stronger than heroin. Essentially, he's like, I wonder if that actually is possible. So he's a toxicologist and he wanted to find out how real this was. So he just didn't clean off his arm for a couple hours and nothing happened. He did oh, not so overdose. Sick. He didn't even suffer any ill effects. His paper with Benjamin Weston, Accidental Occupational Exposure to a Large Volume of Liquid Fentanyl on a Compromised Skin Barrier with No Result in Effect, great title, was published last week. If there's an exposure that happens to be on your skin, you have time to wash it off. He decided, though, like it wasn't enough just to kind of leave it there. because He's like, oh, you know, I'll hear them out. Sometimes fentanyl is cut with other additives that can make it more dangerous. So what he did is he essentially synthesized the most dangerous form of fentanyl that you can get. And just rubbed it on his arm. That's fucking And what awesome. he learned <laughs> is that the only way you can start to experience any side effects. Uh, actually, here, I'll, I'll read it in right now. To cite an extreme example for illustrative purposes, calculations from in vitro modeling uh, at extremes of exposure demonstrate the drug would need two minutes of exposure to the full polymer hand surface of each hand to absorb 
biologically relevant dose and up to 44 minutes to absorb a lethal dose. And that's of like the most deadly form of fentanyl that can be created. So you would have to rub it around your hand, like rub it in there, expose straight skin contact for two minutes to even experience anything. And it would take 44 minutes of doing that for it to be lethal. (laughs) (laughs) Of the highest dose. That's awesome. So in summary, you would have to keep your skin submerged in carfentanil for three quarters of an hour before dying. (laughs) So you have to get a big tub, gigantic fucking big sink of fentanyl juice and like roll up your sleeves like you're working in a dish pit at a restaurant and just essentially take like your fingers and throw them at the bottom of the fucking drain. And just leave your arms there for 45 minutes before you could have any kind of serious lethal consequences from fentanyl. And that's without anything on your arms. That is skin contact. As you will recall, in the 45 minutes we talked about this big, fat, dumb officer handling fentanyl, he had gloves on and he touched an envelope that may have contained fentanyl. And he was immediately rendered unconscious. (laughs) So it's awesome that... Uh, this scientist saw all this stupid shit and was like, okay, well, I don't think that's possible, but let's let's conduct an experiment and find out. And the article that I'm reading from acknowledges that, yes, Officer Dallas Thompson was was treated for possible fentanyl exposure because he was treated for that, but it doesn't mean he actually was exposed to fentanyl, and rather he should have been treated for a panic attack. And the last thing from this article I'd like to read before we uh, discuss it a bit more is just that... Uh, This article cites Alex Perrine, who may follow on Twitter. They're very well known within kind of like the left online circles as a journalist who contacted the station in uh, fucking uh, Missouri where this was published and said, uh, this is this is the exchange. We were telling the story of a person it happened to, the station director said, and Perrine responded, well, what do you do when people with expertise tell you that what a person says happened to them is physically impossible? To which the uh, woman at the station responded, uh, people who weren't there, you mean? And then they hung up on Perrine and haven't responded to any comments from him since. So uh, just a, a quick little thing about, you know, cops and fentanyl. We covered this two weeks ago. They are lying. But it's, it's very nice to have something that not only disproves that argument, but just takes it to an absurd degree. So if you know any cops out there, if it's your father, if it's your, you know, husband, boyfriend, uh, if it's your your slave and your dominatrix, you know, whatever the, the thing may be, don't don't believe them when they tell you that uh rubbing your finger on an ounce of fentanyl powder will lead to an arm amputation because it's just it's simply not true and i want our listeners to have this information on them because this is the one way you can fight back without actually assaulting the cops just say that you know you've got uh a tub full of fentanyl on you and they will not be able to touch you, you know <laughs> yeah. you throw it on them and they melt like, like the wicked witch yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just just grind up a bunch of just get a bunch of baby powder and tell them that there is one one trillionth of an ounce of fentanyl in there and they will like quiver and <laughs> shake before you. Wait, I have a really good idea for the next Saw movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tub of baby powder. In, you have to find the one grain of fentanyl, fentanyl. in the tub of baby powder. Officer, <laughs> Officer Dallas lost. Thompson. <laughs> you didn't appreciate life until you nearly lost yours from fentanyl exposure. You're sitting, you're sitting in a tub full of baby powder. There is one molecule of fentanyl somewhere in the tub. You will have to find it and touch it with your exposed fingers, prompt, prompting your heart to stop. If your compatriots in the forest have completed their test, they will be there to revive you with 37 shots of Narcan. Live or die, you decide. Oh my god. And uh, you know what? That's... I think you're onto some chance. I think in the future we're going to see more Saw movies where fentanyl does become like the ultimate kind of substance. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. So that was my fun little update on fentanyl, and and, and you know what? It was a nice nice little little palate cleanser before we get to uh, the third and perhaps most insidious drug of all, and that's that's the drug that you know what? It, it's so easy. You hear it every day. If you're having a problem in your life, there's one thing you can do that'll fix everything, right? Vote. You know, your school got shot up. Vote. Uh, you can't find a place to live because landlords are charging $700 trillion a day for rent. Vote. Yeah. Uh, you're having trouble with your partner. Vote. You know, it's Vote. always there for you. 
it's a very tantalizing option. And I, I'm not ashamed to say that I myself have voted more than once. But you know what? It's uh, it, it's important to remember what your votes are going to and who's providing you with that electoralism. And in the U.S., they've got the midterms coming up in 2022. And if you aren't familiar, the Democrats are slated for what could be the worst midterm loss in American political history, like a total fucking wipeout. I don't know if you guys saw like the polling numbers. Biden is like 60 something percent disapproval rating with like young people. And Kamala Harris is somehow lower than that. Like the, the most unpopular president and vice president, I think maybe ever, which is really saying something. Like, I feel like Bush by the end of term two yes. was a lot more unpopular, but... This is term one, though. <laughs> halfway through term one, like, it's looking pretty dire. Yeah, like, if, if for whatever reason they manage to survive and make it into a second term, like, their approval rating would literally be into, like, negative integers. So there's been a lot of discussion as to whether uh, Joe Biden will even run in 2024. He himself, he's been kind of elusive on answering that there's no like definitive yeah mac i'm gonna run or like no i think i'll i'll sit this one <laughs> no in. mac i'm i'm not it's <laughs> normally like if the president doesn't run well you know that's what the vice president's there for right like that's that's their whole thing it's like if the president gets killed mysteriously oh it's the, it's the vice president who takes over but as mentioned like kamala <laughs> is so underwater with oh my literally God. everyone because she's been not only that but like she's been uh depending on who you want to believe actively sabotaged yeah, exactly by joe <laughs> every single been time putting her on like every issue that libs care about that the dems uh are completely paralyzed on which is everything which is to say everything <laughs> yeah uh but like immigration and uh like right when they started out now do abortion. not come yep. yeah do not come famously just yeah just handing her dud after dud like a woman who needs every layup handed to her oh possible. my god because she has absolutely no charisma can't can't slide by on charm actually has to do politics if she wants to survive and what's funny is like people compare her to hillary clinton but it's like i'm sorry hillary clinton although she has no charisma can at least like chain a sentence together and be understood it's like there's so many videos of kamala talking yeah. for like 90 seconds and saying literally nothing <laughs> Yeah, like say say what you want about Clinton. She has a brand of competency. Yeah. Like that is the thing that she's known she's for. She's won an election before. Not a presidential one, but at least she's won like state races. Yeah, that's it. She hasn't done that in like a decade. But, Kamala hasn't uh, done that period. Hasn't done that period. Dropped out before any votes were cast in the Democratic primary. And it's like, if you remember in late 2019, early 2020, people were like, man, Kamala might do this. Like, she could pull this off. And then, like, as soon as she started speaking in public, people were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Girl? Oh, no. Like, she had the one moment with Joe Biden, which is so funny in hindsight, where she was like, you were against busing. I was that girl. <laughs> and then after that, yeah, her career just plummeted. And it, the only reason <laughs> she was given the vice presidential spot is because Joe Biden said he would nominate a woman. That's literally, yeah. and it's like, oh, you can't give it to Amy Klobuchar because she's white, which was explicitly pretty much what was said. So uh, she really did kind of luck her way into the position, and she has eaten shit every single time she's been on screen since then. So the Democrats face quite an interesting conundrum where uh, they can't run the president, they can't run the vice president. So who is going to be on the 2024 ticket? And there's been a lot of discussion as to who that could possibly be. And uh, the Washington Post have uh, offered their list of uh, top oh, 10 yes. candidates. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. Some of these are not as terrible as I expected. And uh, right off the bat, they're like, look, Bernie Sanders has said that it's very unlikely that he will run. Otherwise, he would be ranked very highly on this list, which I at least appreciate them being honest about it. So uh, here's their top 10. In fact, let's do the uh, honorable mentions first. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, who uh, I believe is the CIA lady, like the, to the torture okay. lady. Okay. So good, good start. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, you know, big, uh, big Jersey guy. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, who is actually starting to gather momentum. I don't really understand why. But uh, yeah, the the Pritzker posse is out in full force. Yeah, it it that's beyond me. I need I don't really know much about that no. guy. I need I need to 
I will be doing research. Deeper. But the like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. The pee hole. I, I, I'm not willing to <laughs> feel hope or, or uh, anything even approaching hope for electoral politics uh, ever again in my lifetime. No. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to buy into the Pritzker train. But, uh, you know, all the power to you if that's, you know, what gets you through the day. No judgment. Yeah. Like I said, electoralism is a type of drug. And if you need to hit it multiple times, you can tell me it's not addictive. And you can tell me that, like, you know, you can quit any time you'd like. But I'll believe it when I see it. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're not addicted if, you're, if you go to bed with an election. But if you're waking up and you're voting, yeah, you have a problem. There's really something wrong with you there. Uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, who I think is best known for being the woman that was almost kidnapped by that guy who was hanging out with the FBI. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. Don't know enough about him. Stacey Abrams. No, God damn it. Yeah, no, I, don't, I think that's a, that's a no. <laughs> yeah, a, a born loser, just like Kamala. The, the progressive Sucks. wing pushing for Rep Ro Khanna, which uh, certainly is what it seems like, as they mentioned in this article, a lot of the Bernie people who did a fantastic job of running his campaign, Brianna Joy Grandi or whatever her name is, especially Brianna Joy Gray. Her and the, the pedophile guy, they had that podcast together. I'm sure yeah, she's going to get... Taylor-Joy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> she's going to have lots of work with uh, Ro Khanna. I can't wait until he loses 75 points and a trillion dollars. Okay, number 10, which I think is an interesting start. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Basically just saying At that like... 10? Well, and this is why. They're like, look, she's 32 years old. Uh, she's probably going to run for the Senate before she does anything else. It's like, essentially, they're saying, you know what, she's going to run at some point, but it's not going to be right now, which I actually think I is, know, is correct, because uh, <clears throat> they're not going to win this election. And you, you got you to gotta save her. You know, she's, she's still young. You don't want to affiliate her with like the Biden Kamala Harris administration, even if it's like, oh, taking over th- for them. No, I, I don't think. Yeah, that's, I, a, that's a good point. That that like that just hinges on her not fucking up royally yeah. in the next, you know, four to eight years. To be fair, which, like hopefully she has it in her. She has pretty good instincts. Like she's done a pretty good job of it so far and certainly has done a great job of building like her wider name recognition. So I, th- I think she's definitely one to watch for the future, but I, I don't think it's going to happen right now uh number nine gruesome gavin newsom which i zero chance this guy nearly the whole country into an apple store (laughs) yeah like gavin newsom also nearly lost the fucking california governor's election recall to larry elder of all fucking people so the chance that gruesome gavin would you know be able to stand up to fucking donald trump or at the very least ron DeSantis is uh pretty laughable to me but it would be kind of perfect if the two people running for president in 2024 were the governors of florida and california <laughs> i'm just saying like there is kind of a perfect symmetry to that so you never know like maybe he's a dark horse uh, yeah and that's the last time that anyone from those states can run before they're both underwater yeah that's true it really is an hour never kind of kind of deal so Maybe. Uh, number eight, Cory Booker from New Jersey. Uh, everybody <laughs> remembers Cory Booker from the 2020 primaries, uh, just giving some of the most uninspired speeches possible. The little boy robot. Uh, he was dating Rosario Dawson. He's yeah, harmless. I, I'm still like I, he was running last time. He should run again. I'm still excited for him for the first White House wedding. Yeah. That would be very cute i can't wait for him to take his first sip of beer that's gonna be a big win <laughs> like cory i remember I back him. when the president used to drink beer yeah. back when we were a real country and you know what cory booker could bring us back to that uh number seven sherrod brown the senator from ohio uh i don't know a lot about sherrod brown but they 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 pitch him as a populist style politician who could potentially fill the Bernie Sanders niche. One big wrinkle though, he's up for re-election in 2024 in Ohio. So uh <laughs> not good cuz uh Ohio really uh really not friendly to Democrats right now. Uh number 6 is the North Carolina uh, governor Roy Cooper, he's all right. Like he's kind of like a younger Joe Biden, except he can speak complete sentences. But he's just like, yeah, like a a moderate Democrat from like fucking Carolina. You know, that's yeah, that's his whole thing. Pro life? Uh no, no, no. He's he's very been very open in his support for the right to choose, which is nice. And he's straight up said like North Carolina is not going to follow the Supreme Court's ruling, which was good. 
All right. And uh, this this hot lady that I follow on Twitter who writes for the Carolina Hurricanes likes him. So you know what? That's a that's, that's actually good. a that's check. In my, yeah, yeah. She got big old lompers on her. So Fuck if, yeah. If she likes him, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Love a woman with with two big thwomps. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Just want to get flattened. Number five, Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> which yeah. now now we're getting the big gun yeah oh, you're gonna love all five of these final yeah, this nominations is great although uh, just uh, everyone who was like got like fifth or sixth in the primaries just like did absolutely dog shit yeah. no one remembers a single thing that they said or stood for these are the dark horses that are come gonna come out yep. Joe's place. The, the senator from minnesota would seem to benefit from a biden free race just like some of the others would benefit from a sanders free race but how much her high mod- watermark in 2020 was 20 percent in new hampshire and she ate shit literally everywhere else so until yeah. she dropped out to help Biden win, Amy Klobuchar is the sentimental favorite for me because I like the way she treats the people that work for her in politics. She treats them how they should be treated, like little ants. That, that is true. Yeah, we we need some more real just hatred on the Democrat side directed inward. Uh, and you but know at what? least it's something. At least it's passion. And she you know? she hates Pete Pete Buttigieg. Like you could, there was a very tangible, palpable anger that radiated off Amy anytime she interacted with that little rat boy. So uh, I, honestly, if I had to choose, she'd be my girl. I would love to see Amy Klobuchar like try and match wits with Ron DeSantis because it would like she ain't she's smart, but she ain't got much in the way of witty retorts available. She's from Minnesota. So she's, you know, one of those seething uh, psychopaths that tries to hide it with a sheen of politeness and manners. So I think she's, she's got some potential here. Uh, Of course, though, number four, Elizabeth Warren. This is so awesome chance. Your girl. Yeah, yeah, cousin. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all remember when Elizabeth Warren was hanging around the res up in uh, <laughs> Quinty. Man, I I remember I remember last time I went to fourteen ninety two Lambac Lane, we were all sitting around the fire, being like, "Where's Warren these days?" <laughs> That's the equivalent of the barber shop. That's, right. <laughs> That's the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is welcome at 1492 Lane. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, she walks in. She says, "Whomst among us does not enjoy a good fried bread?" Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys like beer? Hey, thanks. Thanks for being here, land defenders. <laughs> it's their land. <laughs> they're supposed to be here. Of course, here. they're there. <laughs> so, Liz Warren. Sanders' camp has suggested that Biden will face a progressive challenger in 2024, but who exactly would that part wing of the party line up behind? Political reported that top Sanders aides have gotten involved in setting the field for 2024 by pushing Ro Khanna to run, rather than by building up Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair. I why. Sanders and Warren have often been allies in the Senate, but their 2020 presidential campaigns got, quote, pretty ugly with one another. Yep, you could certainly say that. There's a lot of ill will between the two of them. They also don't mention that in Massachusetts, she finished like fourth in her home <laughs> yeah. Yeah. during the primary voting. So I'm going to go ahead and say she is. Uh, I think she's actually below Klobuchar, to be honest with you. Yeah, I would say that, especially since she faces reelection in 2024 and she's the weakest she's ever been politically, like from a it's, power standpoint. It's because the American public knows that the, you know, their greatest fear is a strong indigenous woman she she really is a a strong one one thousandth indigenous woman. and that's that's she's like the perfect person that shows what the normal democrat kind of goes through when they go up against trump where trump's like why don't you take a dna test she's like you know what i think i will and it <laughs> did more to destroy oh, her yeah. campaign than anything that she possibly could have done like and that's why like the warren campaign was like uh you know the perfect twitter campaign uh, it, like everything was like specifically fine tuned to get like very online liberals like really interested in her. Uh, as such, she falls for all of the lowest hanging fruit, easiest like right wing trolling possible, oh, yeah. but on a massive political scale. It's actually it's sort of incredible to see someone get to get owned so severely for no reason, like just taking that ill L 
uh, for no reason at all. Like, exactly. Walking right into it. For someone who claims to have all these plans, I think she would actually be the president to get the least done. She might actually get less done than Biden because she would just get like caught up in all of these ridiculous, like stupid side ventures. It's like, ah, uh, zero chance. I think she might actually be like below fucking Roy Cooper on this list. Like you got to move this lady back. Uh, number three. This one's kind of cheating. Kamala Harris. But I like the write up they gave. We're dropping Harris down a slot this time. Being vice president is certainly a good launch pad, but it's not clear if Harris has put it to good use. No, I think it is clear she's put it to bad use. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any ambiguity here. Her numbers are similar to Biden's, and she's done little to change the perceptions that harmed her during 2020, including an ability to drive a message home. There's also no way she would run against Biden if he does run, while others might see wiggle room on that i think she should that would actually be so that awesome. would be that would be sick i would become a kamala supporter if she just like immediately turns around after these four years to be like actually i still think you're a racist piece of shit yeah i just took this job because i wanted the money that would be awesome i would actually respect her some i would join yeah. the k-hive yeah totally she must stab joe in the back it would be like the greatest possible move she could make and people would be like wow yeah damn She's she's got that killer instinct. She's got that dog in her and not in the way that. No, she's not a white woman. She's fine, actually. Uh, number two, I think this should be number one. Mr. Rad himself, Pete Buttigieg. Oh, the transportation secretary moves Pete, ahead of Pete, Harris, but Pete. not with any great conviction on our part. That's right. He ran. This is their words. He ran a good campaign in 2020. I don't know about that. We'll repeat. He was very close to winning the first two contests and would enter 2024 with more heft as a cabinet secretary. Mostly, we'd expect the Biden-less race to be one of the most wide open contests in recent memory. To the extent people don't want Biden or Harris, he's next in line just in terms of sheer plausibility. Which uh, Nothing about that man seems plausible at all. It, it seems com like a complete fabrication. No. Nothing is, is natural or real about it. Oh, him. he's completely manufactured. Like the, yeah. the most famous moment from his fucking campaign, other than him just saying that he won Iowa, even though he didn't, was uh, that, that really extremely cringeworthy like blackout in the gym where he's like, oh, oh, geez, I can't believe the lights have gone off. Uh, somebody please get their phones ready so, so we can light up this room. And it's just him giving like the most flat, like Obama pastiche speech of all time. And like that, that's what it is. Like running Biden in the first place was just the most blatant fucking like attempt at redoing Obama. And what do you have after that? You have to run the, the white version of Obama, the Obama clone to try and uh, salvage the White House, because you're not going to have any other halls of legislative power. Um, the fun thing about Pete is that we're going to get um, like blackmail of him having sex with a woman, probably. That would, that would be sick. <laughs> that would be cool. I think, yeah, they're going to do buy erasure of Pete Buttigieg. I, I, I feel like it's more likely that we'll have real blackmail, real dirty photos of him having sex with like a Bloomberg terminal or something. That seems like something that he could uh, empathize with a little. Yeah, more let's not forget human being, like but... <laughs> Pete joined the fucking military to become presidential and then worked for McKinsey, like the most demonic fucking consulting agency in the world. So it's, it's like it is very funny that the, the McKinsey connection is always kind of just like buried when people talk about pete because the second you look at it you're like oh this is the group that like fixed bread prices for loblaws this is a group that was advising the fucking monstrous regimes of american power that ran afghanistan fucking during the war on terror it's like uh oh huh i wonder what he was doing affiliated with those guys yeah and like right now like he's in the news finally uh after uh his failed run as the secretary of transportation uh, because the U.S. is going through disastrous like flight infrastructure, like all of these like flights are getting delayed and canceled. Twelve thousand like American Airlines flights that just got because of a glitch, like don't have pilots yeah, working as, on as them anymore. July 4th weekend, there were 15,000 flights delayed across the country. And like, uh. he doesn't need any Congress <laughs> approval. He does like all he could do is just say, yeah, like all of the you airlines, you owe all of those people who got those flights canceled money. And he's unable to do it because uh, I watched an interview with him and he says, well, yeah, I could do that, but I, I'd much rather see this uh, sort itself out, <laughs> which is the best answer ever. <laughs> If you think about it, a plane is kind of like the American dream, where 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 where, where, where it shouldn't be possible, but it, but because of the the incredible planning on the part of the people who know what they're doing, it's able to soar. 
Like that's that that's Pete's yeah. response to all of this. He gives some kind of like weird Obama quote. The other thing he's known most for is eating a cinnamon roll yeah, like it's a chicken good. wing. Yeah, with his little rat hands. I, I actually do feel for Pete's husband, Chasen, who seems like honestly the way less detestable of the two yeah, of them. Yeah, he's like a school. Uh, teacher, but his life is ruined. Seems nice. Yeah, Chasen. Honestly, the more I see him, I'm kind of like, you know what? I kind of fuck with Chasen. Chasen should. He run. seems very nice. Yeah, I think Jason would do better than Pete. It's like that, that horrid documentary that the, the Pete people made. It's just pathos for Jason, who has to deal with his little fucking freak real doll husband the whole time. But uh, yeah, Pete is definitely plausible. I, and I think it would be funny to see. I just hope him and Amy run again. Like, I want to see those two clash during Democratic primaries once more to uh, let me feel something, anything, just once. And Washington Post, this seems like cheating to me. Their number one choice is Joe oh, Biden. Okay. Four <laughs> more like, years. Okay. Late. Biden has both a pandemic and inflation to contend with. If those factors wane in the coming months after the 2022 midterms, the picture might be significantly different. If Republicans win control of Congress, as appears likely, it could even help Biden politically because he'll have something to run against, even apart from Donald Trump. But mostly, we just wonder whether we'll see him try to become the first ever octogenarian Jesus presidential Christ, nominee. Man, we're so that is, fucked. Yeah, it's uh, on the Republican side. If people at home are curious, it's it's more or less just like either going to be Ron yeah. DeSantis or Donald Trump. Like yeah. th- that's the seems only to way the conventional choice. Like Trump actually dies. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, and I saw somebody bring this up where they're like, say DeSantis even manages to beat Trump in the primary by whatever stretch of the imagination, hook or by crook. Do you think like the Trump people are just going to go yeah. side with and DeSantis? Yeah. No, yeah. they're just going to keep and supporting Trump. Do you think Trump, Trump is going to resign because he loves yeah. the Republican Party? No, it'd, it'd be the same thing where he's like, well, clearly Ron DeSantis that's cheated right. to beat me. And then we would get like, yeah, we'd get January 4th, but in Florida, which would be so much cooler because everybody would be, yeah, uh, I'm thinking of New Japan Pro Wrestling's big annual show, which is much more interesting and consequential than January 6th. Whatever, you get you get the gay shit that happened at the Capitol, but you get it in Florida, so everybody would be like Six Shades Oranger, and it would be way more fatalities. So I actually think that would be awesome. Like, I do want to see the Trump people uh, fucking storm Ron DeSantis's like, governor's yeah, mansion. <laughs> that would be so cool and, and like bust the suspects out of jail we need, trump's gonna have like a suicide squad of all the guys that got arrested it'll January look like the end of scarface it'll be so cool yeah. <laughs> you'll have baked alaska you'll have milo yiannopoulos you'll have uh the secret service guy that aerated that lady that died on january is also gonna be there you'll have the alley g yeah the alley g that's true you'll have john pink or whatever aerial pink um um florida man will be there <laughs> <laughs> hey uh this just in uh freaking florida wow. man does something epic so more on that i'm sure in future episodes but uh it's it's shaping up really well for people that think democracy doesn't work the 2024 pre- presidential election might be the most conclusive and positive evidence for that that we've ever seen because it'll either be joe biden running against donald trump or ron desantis or it'll be like i don't know <laughs> amy klobuchar versus ron desantis which would be honestly if we're talking raw sexual power probably the hottest election i'm real surprised our girl didn't make this list which one <laughs> yo th- i've only ever had one in my heart Hillary Rodman. And that's the thing. So there, there's um, been there was an article I saw which was like, ah, now is the time for Hillary to strike. But it seems like most uh, major publications have not given that much in the way of credence outside of like op-ed writers because she hasn't announced anything. But it would be awesome if she ran, and she probably would be the nominee. <laughs> quite frankly, yeah. And no, that it would be so. I cool. think I think she could slam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. She can come right back. Well, maybe, maybe like you know how the Times they endorsed both Warren and Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Yeah, uh, maybe they could like the Democratic Party could itself just be like, yeah, we'll just get two women to do a man's job, so yes. both Kamala and Clinton will be president at the same. Did time. you ever see the uh, poorly reviewed box office flop Will Smith project of I think it was like Gemini Man? No, nope. essentially Will Smith is being hunted by like Independence Day era Will Smith. Like that's the whole movie. And that's just what the the Kamala Hillary 
like potential primary <laughs> would feel like where Hillary's like Pokemon go to the polls and then Kamala just kind of like apparates behind her she's like okay so <laughs> all right we're gonna be yeah and then Hillary starts shaking <laughs> then Hillary slaps a black man Obama with mm. accusations of not being an American yeah oh well she, she can do that with Kamala like she's That's she's true. just gonna oh reuse the, the like Obama playbook from 2008 on Kamala, and like even if Kamala somehow won an election, like the primary against Hillary, Hillary'd be like, "Look, you know, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated in June." I'm just saying, which is what she said why she didn't drop out after Obama had secured all the superdelegates. <laughs> so, <cool>. so Hillary <laughs> Clinton. Now there's a dark. How can horse. you say that and like still have a career in politics? Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> well, an insane thing to say. Like, at, like literally, like leaving a little note and cookies for the deep state. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of shocking, but I mean, I, I guess it's just like the deep state hated her more than <laughs> they hated Obama. Yeah. They don't so, call me Hillary Clinton for nothing. That's right. It's like Kamala will try and you know leak all the opsec of like Hillary eating children's faces. But it's like, ah, you know, QAnon's already done that. So Kamala's got nothing that she can slander Hillary with. And it's uh, it's going to be awesome. Like, no matter what happens, the 2024 election is shaping up to be the most powerful hit of voting possible. Some of our, our listeners, please, please be careful. If you're going to vote, have a friend there with you in case you overdose on electoralism so that they can revive. Like, don't don't vote alone. Make sure that you're voting in an area where you can be supervised. We need supervised voting sites. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Bring a voting kit with you. Like a couple punch cards you can fill yeah. out on the way so that you're not doing it all at once. <laughs> like you need to space your dosing out. Yeah, if if uh, you or any of your friends fall victim to a hanging Chad, please contact the authorities immediately. You won't get in trouble. Nope. They're not going to send you nope. to jail. We're just trying to take care of. And you. like, look, if you get a if you get a vote that's outside of the envelope, do not touch it with your bare hands. It will kill you. <laughs> I'm just telling you right get now. Even if like first. the corner, that's right. Even if the corner is only a little bit exposed, do not touch it with your bare hands. Because as we've learned from the brave officer Junior McChicken. Even remote trace contact with something as potentially deadly as a drug like voting can have fatal repercussions. Now, this this might be a bit of a hot take, but like is voting like has it been the same for you guys since it got legalized? No, like it's so much more diluted. <laughs> it's like so I was talking to a woman because they've had voting for less time than we have. And they're right. like, yeah, you know, voting is still like fun. Like Deborah Messing, she still loves voting. Mm -hmm. Like all of these big like famous celebrities, they, they like it still. But like most of them are women. But if you talk to like the average dude who's, yeah. you know, been voting since, you know, the day they were born, they're just like, yeah, like it just doesn't feel the same anymore. We need a new we need a new drug, one that won't make you sick to uh, kind of, you know, take over that voting thing. What do you think? What what what, what what's the next big trending drug for you, Dean, now that voting is okay, losing well, potency? Uh, yeah, if, if voting isn't really working for you anymore, uh, might I suggest. I'll put in a sound. Oh, I was going to say volunteering, like civic duty. Okay. Oh, God, yeah, right. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. Civic duty, um, caring for your neighbor uh, and nonviolent protests. I think those are those are what I would recommend. Okay. You know, that nonviolent protests. Interesting. Like, oh, and you know what? That's the thing. Like on the day of the pussy march, like, oh, my God, like the levels were just unforeseen. People were like dropping in the street because it was just such a powerful hit. So I think you're on to something there. Mm -hmm. Chance, what about you? Is there, is there a big drug you're keeping an eye on moving forward? You know what? On the scene in the early days, you know, we had ditch voting. And then over time we had, you know, back alley voting. And then things kind of like ramped up with hydroponic voting. But I'm just waiting for the government mm -hmm. issue voting, really. Like that's going to be the strong stuff, you know, like when the government starts <laughs> handing it out. That's that's going to be big. Got me like me and my friends. We would go like just to like the, the pit behind the high school and we would just like we would vote on whatever we had lying around. We'd vote on. Uh, you know, Pokemon cards. We would vote on Tim Hortons beverages. Yeah, uh, and any vessel that we could hold a vote in, we we would vote out. For sure. <laughs> Me and my boys, we were called the Democracy Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you could be like, guys, raise your hands if you think Chance is gay, and then like you, everybody would raise their hand, and you'd all like, <laughs> all right, you'd all hit right. it all at once, yeah, whatever, yeah, and like okay. you'd like grip your feet into the fucking soles of your shoes. It feels so good. 
the the coolest is like when you look at like your dad's old rigs for voting and he just had like a bowler hat that they would put like little ballots into yeah like that shit yeah cool. like when that. you could vote for the town fool oh my god like think of how powerful it was back then where like everybody got to put a rock in the middle and whoever had the most rocks by their name was officially like the dunce of the town holy shit man oh it, it's unbelievable we really do need to return to a time when voting could give you so much potency and power like maybe the trad people are onto something they seem to really like voting yeah and like the, the it's really like the culture's fallen by the wayside too like even people like just like at office jobs they boost their productivity by just doing little polls mm. all the time they just do like one poll every two minutes just to like sort of micro vote uh, I don't know. I think it goes against the spirit. It, it's of kind it. of sickening that Instagram put polls on as a feature you could do. Like that just seems like it's encouraging young people to get started earlier and yeah. earlier. I don't know. It's like I'm not I'm not like a prude, but that does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, getting young people an exposure to something so powerful as voting. Yeah, this this was all very stupid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we, we did a lot of drugs today. We did benzos. We did fent. And we talked about the most elusive high of all. Be safe out there, everyone. We'll see you again next week. And I, I, I promise I'm, I'm going to get better. I'm going to stop talking about voting. I, I have a sponsor and I have my little 12-step program. Yeah, it's called stepping over to the fridge and getting a freaking beer. Hey. <laughs> Woo! Is there anyone out there who still isn't clear about what doing drugs does? Okay, last time. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions?